This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Good evening, Lewis. Good evening, Daniel. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm okay. You know, it's um, mm. you know, I didn't want to bring it up, but I can't not bring it up. It's day 69 of lockdown in Sydney. Nice. 69, nice. Lewis. Yeah, nice. All right. Uh, oh yeah. And you can eat out for two, but not three, because that's a breach of the COVID <laughs> condition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Hey, uh, I'm pretty excited about this show because we've got a couple of quite a, a few great guests, but also we might even hear from you and uh, and <laughs> Billy Joel a little bit later on. That's exciting. Sure. Yeah. Look, uh, <laughs> listeners of the podcast of the last month would have heard that one of my uh, many lockdown crises was buying a keyboard, a piano for children. And let me say this, Dan, I, uh, can you imagine a world in which an adult who decided to learn piano would quit after a short time? Is that a thing you could imagine? <laughs> would only end up doing it for a week? Obviously, that's not what happened to me. I've been very diligently practicing every day. But a lesser man, a lesser man may have just played for like three days and then quit. We can't wait to hear you play Billy Joel's Vienna at the end of the show, so stick around for that, please. Don't, please don't. Or you could just skip the end. It's a podcast. Mm. I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal land in the Yora Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair and Section 40. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, Joe Rogan is diagnosed with the Delta variant of COVID-19. His next podcast will offer the virus some advice on how to become the alpha. And Australia Post will suspend parcel pickups for four days due to having 500 staff self-isolate. The pause on the service is said to cost the company as much as several Cartier watches. And Craig Kelly is reportedly not upset that he's receiving unsolicited phone calls from thousands of people he texted on behalf of Clive Palmer. He's upset that those people are using 5G phones. It's the 3rd of September 2021 and it's the 69th day of lockdown. Nice! This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! Hello, welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former Joe Rogan experience, Dan Illick. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. Our first guest was one of the very first people to come watch Irrational Fear live at the FBI Social back in 2012. Since then, he's gone on to be one of the most successful musical theatre performers this country has ever seen. It's Rob Millsy Mills. Oh, thanks so much for having me on the 69th day of Sydney's <laughs> lockdown. It's good to be here. I uh, I love the way that intro, Dan, implied that um, somehow Millsy coming to our podcast is what spurred his success. Well, that was my next question is, Millsy, how did watching Irrational Fear all those years ago inspire you to become so successful? <laughs> uh, it was the what not to do. I think yeah. what I saw on stage. No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I loved it. I have loved it from day one, and I always. Think, I'm so glad that it's still going. This show because I think it's it's so it's so fun and uh, irreverent and and very thought provoking. So congratulations to you guys. The way you say that, you're, you're talking mm. about. You know, I feel like you're talking about a rational fear, like you're hoping to book us into a, an old person's home soon. You know. Like- <laughs> It's great. I mean, if they'll have you. I mean, I don't think they're allowed anyone in at the moment. My dad said, you're not allowed down here, son. But the gate's locked in the in the old person's home. The gates are locked at the moment. And she's done more home delivery to celebrities' houses than a DoorDash worker in Double Bay. It's the rock whiz herself. It's Julie Zamiro. Oh, hello, everyone. How exciting. So lovely. To, it's like we're at each other's houses. I'm beside myself. 
Oh, this is. I mean, we're going to talk about this later on. But this is what we do for self care. Now we just, mm. you know, get yeah. our friends on the podcast. Yeah. Now, but Julia, you're more than a friend. You're a you're a Patreon member of the show. You're a paid up supporter. I am a Patreon. Uh, I, I, you know what? I didn't even know what a Patreon was. I had to look it up. I didn't quite. Did they, did they get it wrong? Is it patron? I don't understand. Um, I've got a couple of Patreons. I've got Indigenous X, and I've got Brett Goldstein's Films to Be Buried With, and you, Dan. Ah, uh, that's great. Because I love you, and I also got Irrational Fear uh, out. Uh, Lewis and your good self came to the Adelaide Cabaret Festival a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's right. Because we wanted more politics in cabaret. Because I don't know. It seems like a really good place to. Have have politics and cabaret, uh, not just songs about, you know, who you're not in love with anymore. And you were amazing. <laughs> it was so good. You just so fulfilled the brief. Thank you. I do remember, Julia, about 30 seconds into our um, show, our, first, our show at the Adelaide Cabaret Festival, one, there was a guy at the back of the room and he stood up and he flicked a feather boa around his neck and he said, that's not a cabaret. <laughs> and then he left. And it was one of the greatest moments of my life. I love controversy. It's one of the top two stormouts we've had in Irrational Fear shows in its history. What, what was the first one? It was Splendour in the Grass. We were doing oh, oh, yeah. a show uh, and it was like day two and a half and everyone obviously <laughs> is just has been on whatever it is for so long and people uh, usually come to the tent at uh, Splendour in the Grass to like chill for a moment and we started doing jokes about politics and someone literally just stood up in the crowd in the middle, screamed at us, too real! And then they oh. ran out the door. Oh, that's good. That's excellent. I totally forgot about that. And, of course, our last fearmonger is Lewis Hobber. Well done, Lewis. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I skipped ahead of my intro. A little later on, we're going to be talking to Leanne Munchell, who's going to be starting up her own political party so she can run for the Senate. But will she get enough people to register? That's the big question. But first, here is a message from our sponsor this week. Harvey Norman is giving $6 million of JobKeeper cash back. I caved into huge, huge, huge public pressure as all my credibility went out the door. During the pandemic, our profits increased by half a billion dollars, selling furniture, electrical and bedding, $13 billion worth, not to mention $22 million in free JobKeeper. No strings attached, but we're giving back all 27% of it. Wow, that's $6 million. $6 million that the government can spend on car parks or sporting sheds in swing electorates in the hope that the Australian public will lose interest in Harvey Norman. Speaking of interest... We've kept $16 million interest-free. Australia has been telling me to go, Harvey, go, Harvey, go fuck myself. And that's what I've done. Just a little bit. My instruction was we need a few more kachings in that sketch and that'll really <laughs> sell it. That'll really sell it. What's the limit that you can have in a skit? Uh, of of kachings? Oh, it's... Oh, it, it, depends. Depends. it depends on how many Patreon supporters we got. So we had a few more this week <laughs> yeah. come in so we could afford a few more kachinks. <laughs> this week's first fear, coalition MPs want more school chaplains to help children suffering mentally due to alarmist climate activism. Yes, uh, there are a few uh, There are a few MPs in the Liberal Party who decide that uh, apparently, you know, um, climate change uh, and get up and extinction rebellion are, are really robbing children of hope when it comes to climate change and the solutions that is more school chaplains. Mm. Uh, Fearmongers, is this the solution, Julia? 
Andrew, I think you're the one robbing the young people of hope. <laughs> Are you in your party? Now, look, I looked up Andrew Wallace and him and I are both Aries and we were both <laughs> born in the same, a year apart. We were both a year apart and I say this because he talks of growing up in the 70s and 80s as I did with the threat of nuclear annihilation. So he knows exactly what he's talking yeah. about. And um, I, can I just say that I think the thing, the, the thing with the threat of nuclear annihilation, it was still a button that someone had to press that you could close a door and you could lock it. Yeah. Climate change you can't get away from. It's literally right there. So I think yeah. it's a bit different. I don't think it's the same. Uh, Andrew, but that's an Aries for you. You know, he's always a little impulsive. He might be on the cusp actually. He might be in your Taurus. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I, I think chaplains won't be helping. Whatever happened to social workers? Whatever happened to good counsellors? Bring a school counsellor in to chat to kids. Mm. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. I like. Did you guys have school chaplains? No, I went to a normal school. I went yeah. to a Catholic school, so we had uh, we had brothers, priests, nuns. Uh, Jesus, you know, we had the whole thing. You know, wow. I went to public school, Lewis, and we didn't have anything. We had the latter lady <laughs> who was who was often my mum. So like, that's, like so that's that's all you, that's all you get at a public school. You get someone's mum going, "You'll be right." They should um, raise funds for more mums. Just more mums yes. at schools for support. There's a lot of people doing that in the pandemic, mate. There's a lot of people locked down that are just making babies. That's all they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my partner's an obstetrician, so she's been delivering the baby boom. So she's been wow. um, ne- she's never been busier. What a social what a social service. Jeez, that's mm. extraordinary. Hey, look, we're all doing good work, Julia. We're all we're all doing important stuff. I know. Well, maybe some more than others, but sure. I'm just pleased to hear that there's going to be another breed of baby boomers coming through to lock me out of the property market. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Andrew Wallace needs to calm down. I went to the uh, climate change march the kids did in the domain. Uh, they were extraordinary. Uh, they were there. I remember making a little video saying, you know, you can't be afraid of the word activism. You know, we're out there. You're allowed to get up and have a voice. You're allowed to join. You're allowed to listen people to the people talk. Um, this is just such a, a scam. It really made me cross when I read this. I picked up the newspaper and I threw it across the other side of the room. <laughs> no, Absolutely. And it's interesting the, the comparison he makes to nuclear um, mm. Armageddon, but we're actually facing, as you said, we are facing Armageddon mm. at the moment. And when it comes to kind of the global warming in terms of atomic bombs worth of energy, the sea is absorbing an atomic bomb worth of energy, like a Hiroshima bomb worth of energy every second. That's the ocean. The, the ocean is absorbing that energy. So we're actually, we're actually, it's it's happening. It's just happening yeah. very slowly. <laughs> and that's an excellent yeah. stat. If that's a if that's a real stat, I know. That's, an ex, that's an excellent stat. I'm like, tick, that's a good stat. Meme mm. that, someone meme it immediately, put it out there. Yeah. yeah. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> and that's why kids are scared, you know? And I think that there's nothing better to do when there's a Hiroshima bomb per day than just have a little prey. Have a little prey. And um <laughs> Just, just pray it all away. Pray it all away. What a great slogan. Have a little pray. Pray it all away. Pray it all away. Pray it all away every time. It's the plan. (laughs) I think we need a a gas plant in every school. I feel like that. Do you? You know, just say, yeah, every school gets a gas plant and then the kids can just look at it and know that they will die, but they'll have a very brief moment of employment. Get kids to stop swearing. Oh, frack off, miss. You know, yes. just change the word. 
Come on, miss. This is Frank. This is Frank. <laughs> we did have a chaplain at our school and mm. I was not religious. My parents were so anti-religious they wouldn't let me sit in any religious classes throughout my mm. entire education. Um, mm. So they pulled me out of all classes. The chaplain that we had, because I went to a school down the surf coast, well, in Geelong, in Victoria, and so everyone there was a surfer and our chaplain was a mad surfer. So I reckon he actually, like, I, if there's, if I can put my hand up for one chaplain and one chaplain only, it was the one at our school who I reckon would be the first guy on the picket, like on the in the domain in the protest, just being like, "You're putting a Hiroshima in one of our oceans. I want to go surfing." Unless the surf gets better for it, so I don't yeah, know. that's true. <laughs> that's true. If it makes more tsunamis, he might be for it. There was also another cool surfer who uh, who could surf the waves of. Uh... <laughs> Of the Dead Sea. His name was Jesus, Lewis. Oh, he Jesus. Yeah. He could walk on water. He didn't need a surfboard. Yeah. He was Hello. hanging Ten Commandments, baby. <laughs> oh, very good. I don't know if you saw this. Like, um, so I feel like sometimes these Christian groups speak on behalf of Christians regardless of whether actual Christians believe them or not. Like the Australian Christian <laughs> Lobby came out last week to say that to call on its supporters to not fear death and instead push the state governments to end the COVID-19 lockdowns. Like <gasps> this is what the ACL said. Like these are the same people wow. who basically put the country through enormous pain but to have a, a marriage plebiscite, a yes. gay marriage plebiscite. Like it's, it's the incredible hypocrisy of that. Anyway, I I thought I would resurrect, uh, no pun intended, an old group that I'm the executive director of to say Send a message on behalf of all of those people I represent. A message from the Australian Lapsed Catholic Lobby. <laughs> G'day, I'm Dan Illich, the Executive Director of the Australian Lapsed Catholic Lobby. <laughs> and I just want to say that as the group that represents the largest sector of Christians in Australia, Lapsed Catholics, we think the only way to give hope to children for their future is to take meaningful action on climate change. And statistically, the only thing that will harm children more than climate change is an exponential increase of chaplains in schools. <laughs> so please, when it comes to emissions, net zero by 2030. And when it comes to chaplains in schools, gross zero by 2021. Spoken and authorised by Dan Illich for the Australian Lapsed Catholic Lobby Canberra. All right, this week's second fear. Craig Kelly has been sending text messages to pretty much everyone in the entire country. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, people, thousands of people all over Australia have been getting this text message. You can never trust the Liberals, Labor or Greens again. Authorised by Craig Kelly, United Australia Party. Click on this link. Uh, to, to follow. I don't know. I don't know what, what happens you click on that link. Have any of you received this text message yet, Fearmongers? Lewis, yeah. you've got it. Yeah, I got and it. And Milsey too. Can I, can I quickly jump in, Lewis? I know you've got this, but mine came at a really late time. And I was like, I've been, I've been booty called by Craig Kelly and this is just not <laughs> like, Mine was at a very late time. I was like, this is weird. it's a weird time to get a message. But anyway, you go, Lewis. No, <laughs> I, mean, miss, I mean, Rob, Rob, it's fair to say your booty call days are over. They're behind you. Um, oh, yeah, 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 totally. I'm in a very committed relationship. Yeah. Is there a politician out there that you would, um, you know, Except pick up the phone night. to? Except late night booty call? Probably not. Yeah. She probably would never send it to me, but Penny Wong does it for me. I just like it. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. I'd definitely get receive one from her. No problem. I'd turn. Yep. <laughs> Except if she booty called me, I would just want to sit quietly on a couch somewhere and just nurse a little glass of rosé and 
tool. <laughs> I feel like you wanted to scold you. You go, tell me I've done something wrong, Penny. <laughs> tell me I've done something wrong. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I got mine. I, I got mine. But obviously I got mine because I sign up to um, all of Craig Kelly's uh, email lists. I, I love it. I love to hear you love Craig. his stuff. Yeah. You're in a, you're in a, are you in his Telegram group too to yeah, yeah. download to get some in, in uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine? Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Information. I'm, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the wait list for ivermectin. Absolutely, I'm, yeah. I'm only the first through the door. You know, if you can take ketamine, you can take ivermectin. <laughs> for sure. I've it's been training thing. for I've been training for horse level drugs my whole adult <laughs> life. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Apparently, you know, everyone's up in arms about this and they're they're, they're taking it to ACMA. ACMA's had hundreds and thousands of um, of complaints about this text message. But apparently, political parties and charity groups are exempt from the do not call register and are allowed by law to send it to you. And it's under the act called the Spam Act of 2003. The Spam Act of 2003 basically legitimises it. <laughs> we've got um, we've got on the Facebook, Hughes Deserves Better is watching us on Facebook right now, the C- Craig Kelly's electorate. Hello, Hughes. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Hughes. Well done, Hughes. Um, humans for Hughes, you're doing very well. Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. I got mine on a Saturday and I was like, come on, mate, that's a bit early. Anyway, I, just, I did reply, get fucked, just in case he got it. Mm. So... This um this kind of story has moved a little further down the line. So Ben Eltham, who is a journalist at the New Daily, he said on Twitter, look, here is Craig Kelly's mobile number. This is the number. Send him a text if you like. And Warren Mundine, SBS board member, <laughs> put out a tweet retweeting him saying, you are a C word. What a disgraceful human being you are. Mm-hmm. Now, when I read the article um, that, was, uh, Craig, uh, that Warren Mundine was going to take a break off Twitter for calling a journalist a C word, my immediate reaction was, well, you know, journalists can be C-words. Um, yeah, sure. I, I might as well go and have a look at this story. And when I saw the story, I was like, no, no, Ben Eltham is a national hero. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd gotten Craig's number. I wish I'd found it. I would definitely have sent him a text. Um, but, um, yeah, that is quite, I mean, don't people think sometimes before they tweet? I mean, that's quite something to have said that. I mean, did he not think he's on a board? It was a, it was a wild tweet, like totally lashed out. Changing your mobile number is easy these days. My dealer does it all the time. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> just get. I'm going to get a new message from Craig Kelly this week, being like, "Guys, new number. Save this one. It's Craig. Some cracker shit coming through this week. I got. I got all the other things you need. I've got hydroxychloroquine. Join me. Yeah. Make sure you get your orders in before nine. The new curfew's doing a real hard one for us. Irrational fear. Some may argue it's okay to abuse human rights in this circumstance. That appears to be the formal position. The Liberal Party. Labor Party, the Nationals and the Greens. Your fear is rational. All right, this week's third fear. Like we said at the beginning of the show, you know, it's day 69 of lockdown in Sydney, you know, mm. it's or, or day blenty blousened of lockdown in, <laughs> in Melbourne. I can't, I can't remember. We love this you, kind, Victoria. This kind of stuff is taking its toll on, on everyone. And um, Rob Millsy Mills, you are in Victoria. Victoria. And I'm pretty sure it's called Sictoria now. Uh, we've been almost a whole year in lockdown. So, yeah, with Sictoria. How are you feeling mentally? How's it all going? What, what, do you have some tips for us to deal with lockdown this, yeah. this time around? Dan, I have, I have some tips. I saw this actually on, on the internet the other day. It was an isolation wellbeing checklist. So I'll just run through them. It's, pretty, it's actually really simple. Number one, shower. Very important. Two, medication if you need it. Three, drink water. Uh, four, 
Clean one thing or one space in your house. I, I have to say that that is a great tip. I cleaned up my entire office this afternoon and I was ready to go. I was like, you know, I'm pumped to write something now. Made me feel really good. Clean space, clean mind. Uh, next, tend something, like tend to something like growing or living. So have a pot plant that you can look after. Um, be mindfully present to maybe it's a song or a, a sound, a sensory feeling, something that you see or a, or a spiritual practice. Uh, reach mm. out to a human outside your home. Do one thing to get your heart rate up. Do one thing that you'll be glad you did later. Do one thing just because you want to and get in at least one good laugh. I just think it's a really, it was like the simplest, most beautiful checklist. You're like, and everyone loves a list. Who doesn't love ticking oh, off? <laughs> love ticking off a list. Can I add, uh, you know what I'm missing? I'm missing swimming in the ocean. Well, you know what? Go with me. Um, if you have a really cold shower for about a minute, and I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll yelp and you'll, woo, there'll be a lot of that going on. But I felt amazing this morning after a minute under the cold shower, man, it put a spring in my step. I felt like I'd gone for that quick dip. <laughs> yeah, oh. it is the greatest. Cold showers in the morning, hot showers at night. Every time I imagine Millsy in the shower, I have to go <laughs> have a cold shower. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of my therapy. I've been doing, I've got regular, I've got regular uh, check-ins with different friends friends at different times during the week. We just check in and go, how are you going? We have a Zoom for half an hour. And so we don't talk about COVID all the time. We usually try and watch a film or something and then debrief. So we just talk about the exciting show or film. I've got a surprise for you, Julia. Right now we're going to settle in <laughs> and watch Robin Hood's uh, from Disney, <gasps> the Thieves. animated feature. <laughs> no. So kick back, relax. <laughs> what will these crazy kids get up to? <laughs> Enjoy. Is it the one with Russell Crowe? Remember when no, 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 no. Look at the animated one, the good one. Do, do, oh, okay. do, 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 hey, hey, do, I will do, not have do, you do, saying do. that something involving Russell Crowe was not the best of anything. <laughs> not in my presence. Come on, mate. I was up early this morning, up at 4am, and uh, I said I said on Twitter I should go to bed and Russell Crowe replied, no, stay up and work. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, Russell, I'm going to stay up and work. Shivers. <laughs> All right, now it's time for Hang On A Sec. Right around the country there are lockdown freedom fighters being arrested by the cops in a crackdown to stop the kind of protests that we've seen kind of spring up um, occasionally over, over the last few weeks. There's a bit of a new trend too. As these freedom fighters are being arrested by the cops, they like to live stream their arrests because, I don't know, maybe some kind of self-assurance thing that they're not alone, I guess. Uh, anyway, here's a great one from this week. This is from Monica Smith, who is a major figure in the conspiracy theory lockdown world in Victoria. She runs Reignite Democracy Australia. This is her getting arrested and her live stream. Here it is. I've just been pulled over by the cops, probably because I'm outside of my 5Ks, but... um, Hang on a sec. She's outside of the 5Ks. Do you know why she's not scared? Because she wants audition for Survivor. She is absolutely bold. <laughs> Boldity bold. And you should watch that audition tape. It's pretty bad. No wonder she didn't get in. Is that legit? Is that legit? Oh, yeah, it's there. And it is really quite a terrible audition. I mean, I wish I'd have had, I could have got my hands on her and gone, mate, come on. Look up, presence, bloody relax, get in there. And she keeps saying, I think I'd be a good contestant. Maybe I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't. And if I got to the end, well, then I deserved it. I mean, she makes no sense whatsoever. So, wow. um, yeah, but she was uh, she was going to try and get into Survivor. She says she would have had a very good social game. I don't know, how wow. to differ. Well, now wow. she's invented her own version, which is just COVID Survivor, where she just yeah. walks around in, <laughs> ignoring all the rules and waiting to see if she gets yep. voted off life. Yep, it's just fine. And so I just thought I'd... 
put the live stream on just in case. Sorry, just in case. <laughs> I don't know why. I just just in case. What? Off. That was stupid. Oh, hang on a sec. Hang on. Uh, hang on a sec. Oh, so you believe in seatbelts, but you don't believe in a jab. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not even moving. She's just keeping it on in case she gets into trouble. Hi. Oh, how are you doing? Good, you? We're just from the Springvale Police Station. Uh, at the moment, we need to have a chat to you about um, a matter of incitement, so I need to place you under arrest for that, okay? Pardon? At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? You do not have to say it. The only thing you've to you may report and give them evidence. Do you understand that? Hang on a sec. Look at that lower jaw, that real, oh, my God, I don't even believe it, Mom. I don't believe what you're doing. Oh. Well, also, you also the question, have you guys been following me? Yeah, they're the police and they pulled you over to arrest you for incitement. <laughs> of course, they have, yes, they have been following you. Like how they, they know everything about you. You put everything up on Facebook. Yeah, isn't it possible that she's actually, they're like, yeah, we'll be following the live stream. We love it. We just want to get your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> we really think you should have been on Survivor. Hard done by anyway. Yeah, off you go. I know. She's auditioning for something again, that's for sure. She's loving how she moved that camera just to get a little camera readjust as well. So I'm oh, just going to readjust that. Do you understand that, Monica? No comment. Okay. Please share this video as much as possible. Right. Monica Smith has oh, just been arrested for incitement. For me, please. <laughs> Hang on a sec. How gets the... Uh, how gets the sort of Monica Smith, like just the using yeah. yourself in the third person, isn't oh, it? Like, yeah. as in, alert the media. They will know. Monica, 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 Monica Smith. Smith. On, get- her, on her website, she describes herself as a self-described journalist. Well, that's, oh. that's exactly that's exactly who a lot of these people describe themselves They're as. It's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. What's a self-described journalist? That's a, I said that- I am, so I am. I Maybe said any, I am, any, so I am. Anyone with a podcast can become a self-described journalist like us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said I am, so I am. I just said it. It just makes her sound like more of a lunatic, self-described. Um, anyway. Yeah, she's self-described. So then it gets weird sometimes because, uh, you know, these protesters, they start to kind of make sense in their own kind of way. Here's one from Queensland about the potential truck blockade in the Gold Coast. Um, but then it turns into something much, much more. Here we go. Guys, just a quick video down the beach. Um, you have to make it quick because I keep talking and I run out of time. So, um, <laughs> like, uh, in regards to the block... Uh, hang, hang, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. He, he's running out of time because he's on TikTok, so there's, like, a two-minute limit. So that's why, that's why he's running out of time. I keep running out of time. <laughs> if he'd just oh, not God. done that intro, he'd have saved 10 seconds. Like, where's oh. the word economy? <laughs> I spoke to Max Egan and he went down and had a look. He couldn't see a blockade on the like south of Goldie, but he did say that there was no. Hang on a sec. Should we know who Max Egan is? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's friends with Monica Smith. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We should all know who Max Egan is. Come on, Max Egan auditioned for the Great Australian Bake Off, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Google him and see who he is. Go on. Traffic coming northbound. So it could be there. It might not be. It might. So on Google Maps, it's saying there is some sort of blockage there. So maybe it is. Maybe the media is just blocking it all out. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. He literally said he went down and looked and it wasn't there. And now he's like, it's definitely not there. I've seen it's not there. But maybe the media's blocking it out. Does he <laughs> think the media can, like, put up a screen and hide a blockade? Is that what he thinks the media is? Like a, an invisibility cloak from Harry Potter? 
<laughs> uh, look, I've just Googled Max Egan. He's got great videos such as We Can't Let Them Get Away With It and The Universe Had a Bigger Plan For Me and Is This What The Great Awakening Really Is? So Max would know. Yeah, Max would know. He'd know. <laughs> With Pauline Hanson and Malcolm uh, Roberts and stuff, like, can we, are we sure we can trust these politicians? Or are they just playing both sides? Because, <laughs> hang on a sec, hang on a sec. They're, they're wow. on the same side. Malcolm Roberts and Pauline Hanson are on the same side. So, hang on. Also, yeah. they're, they're, I know they're technically politicians, but they're, they're not. They're not politicians. <laughs> they're talking about it. I just like that Malcolm Roberts and Pauline Hanson, his idea of who are politicians and who <laughs> who they shouldn't be trusting. And yeah. all of a sudden it's... Should we? Uh, these Should, we? Don't Should know, we? No wonder these people don't know what to think anymore. Here we go. Mm. She was the one that told... The, the blockade to, to move on for people, for the people, you know, and I, I get it's inconveniencing people, but we're all inconvenienced. So, you know, I think having the power in our hands was a good idea, but are we really sure we can trust these politicians? I mean, are they just playing us? I mean, Malcolm Roberts, I mean, I, I really like them, but uh, the more time goes on, the more I less, uh, the less I trust them. Like Tricky, Tricky from in Brisbane, a friend of mine, he's... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Not tricky. Not tricky. Oh, mate. Millsy, you remember Tricky? Oh, man. I wouldn't put it past someone named Millsy to know someone called Tricky. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Pauline, and she didn't want to talk about conspiracies. As soon as he said, is this being used as a front to um, bring in a surveillance state? She's like, I don't want to talk about conspiracies. So, you know, why wouldn't, if she knows about it, then why why wouldn't you say anything about it? Because I've heard her in, in, in Senate talking about Agenda 21 and stuff. So can we trust these people? Are they just playing us? What's going on, on here? I don't Hang on a second. Is he doing a bit? Like, is, yeah. I feel like he's doing a bit. Like, I feel like I've seen someone do this about someone. Like, I feel like he's so good at what he's doing right now, but he's legit, right? This guy's well, actually you, legit. If you close your eyes, he sounds like there is a very wonderful comedian who does impressions of these people called Greg Larson. And I've, I've <laughs> the only the only version of this I've actually ever seen is Greg Larson's version, and I've never really seen the real one. And I just need to say, if to Greg Larson or anyone who has a chance to speak to him, now I realise how good his impression is. Like this guy <laughs> sounds exactly like fucking Greg Larson. It's wild. You are- Dead on. That is so. That is so perfect. That is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that from now on. There we go. I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. Um, and Craig Kelly. He's the one that posted saying that the blockade has gone ahead. And if this hasn't gone ahead, can we trust this guy too? You know what I mean? I've noticed he's joined up with Clive Palmer. So, you know, and he bangs on about ivermectin. And yeah, sure, ivermectin. But, but yeah, you just sure, don't know. ivermectin. Yeah. I mean, we all know it works. So move on. But I'll keep you posted about the trucky blockade. I don't know what's going on and if it's going or not going, but there's definitely no com- confirmation. So, yep. Hang on a sec. Who's who's watching him to, just to check in on his um, his ramblings? Like his tru- yeah. like the trucky blockade update. Who's going? Oh, lucky we got some eyes and ears on the ground there. Lucky, like <laughs> I mean, it's, ta- it's it's taken two minutes now of him, him rambling to say nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Who's yours? Who's yours in his world? <laughs> Irrational fear. What does shop put mean to you, Todd? Everything. I'm going to go into Brisbane. I'll be 44 years of age, and I'll, you know, I'm going to die for this country like our Anzacs did. And I shout out for Scott Morrison. Okay. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. This is a rational fear. 
Our next guest joined us last year to talk about changes to the Environment Protection Biodiversity Conservation Act and as part of as, as part of her role at the Australian Institute. Well, she's had enough of being in a think tank and now she wants to be in a do tank. She's running for the Senate <laughs> next election in a new party called the Local Party. The only catch is, will they get enough people to be able to register? Leanne Mitchell, welcome back to Rational Fear. Uh, thanks, Dan and... Thanks, Julie. It doesn't really matter because I'm a self-described politician. So uh, that's excellent. I say I am, so I am. I'm on the ballot paper. Congrats on your election. Yeah, thanks. This is a big deal that's happening right now. The federal government is wanting to rush through changes to change the way the laws work so the parties need not not 500 members, but 1,500 members to register for a local party. You're registered, you've got 500 members, but the question is, can you get 1,000 more members so you can become a federal party? Did we just lose Leanne on that one? I'm back. Leanne's Hi. back. Leanne's back. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry, she's back. Oh, what happened there? I had to wait so long for you that the electricity um, went out. I know. I'm down, I'm down here with the free folk of Tasmania. And uh, we've got little boxes for our no. Um, we've I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we had you on the line for half an hour. We used all of Tasmania's bandwidth <laughs> during that time. I'm so sorry. Oh. No, oh, I'm only joking. We are. We've got a blackout though. But um, oh. I'm going to pick up on your question. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm just going to plough on. So we did. We made a party, the local party. It's a it's a high as a hybrid. It's a network of independents. That's what I was looking for. So um, we've got. The good things, all the good stuff about being independents, but put it into a party structure so you've still got the advantages of all of the parliamentary privileges that you get but for having a party, right? So, so you're like the IGA of politics. Exactly. <laughs> We're your local grocer. We actually launched just before the state election in, in Tasmania. They called a state election four days later and so we couldn't get registered so I'm hoping that history won't repeat itself because it is a bit strange going out there and saying, I'm going to run for the Senate. If you're not above the line in the Senate, if you're not a party, it's almost impossible to get elected. And um, at this election, the sixth seat in Tasmania will be between uh, Jackie Lambie's office manager, Erica Betts, because he's third on the ticket, and uh, me if I can get myself above the line. So only Tasmanians can help vote Eric out but everyone in Australia can help them get us above the line by joining the local party so I can have a really good crack at That's it. That's a really interesting way of framing that. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people particularly, you know, I think you could find a 1,000 ABC employees who would become <laughs> 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 members of the local party to get rid of Erica Betts. <laughs> well, let's quickly talk about the local party. What is the ethos? What do you stand for? Well, as I said, what we're trying to do is to change part the structure of party politics. So at the moment, I don't think anyone would argue that it's toxic. It's pretty misogynistic. Um, it's distant. It's very much an insider's club and we're trying to make it local again. And we're doing that by having rules of the party like every member gets, every elected member gets a conscience vote on every single piece of legislation. Um, wow. So there's no party line to follow. Because I think what we need at the moment are politicians who can speak their mind and vote their conscience, not just follow a tagline that someone gives them in the morning. Is it kind of a? It sounds. It sounds like a kind of like a party of independence. Is that? Is that 
Is that it kind is, of right? It is, it is, but what holds it together and why we decided to go down this route other than just go for independence is that the party system's really entrenched in, in Australia and I think we've got to do more than just get a few independents in, although I back getting them in. We actually hope that this starts to change the way that party politics is done so that it's a collective of people who want to come and govern and have some overriding principles that hold them together. And the people who are getting this are the young people. It's particularly men and it's men sort of 55 plus who I talked with about this and they kind of, they just don't get it. Um, they don't get that we actually have agency over the way that our political system works and that we can change it um, and all we have to do is choose to change it. And the thing that holds, the, the one concept that binds all of the people together, all of the elected representatives when we get them together, is that they have to hold two citizen juries a year. So you have to make decisions for your community in partnership with them not in consultation. Like if I make a decision about what happens in the house, I make it in partnership with my husband. I don't set up a co- consultation process yeah, sure, most yeah. of the time. So that's what we should be doing as politicians and it w- it's what we should be demanding as communities and, and Australians. You guys were talking about Craig Kelly before. So I clicked on the link because I got the text as no. well and it took you to anti-vax stuff. Yeah. What time did yeah. you get it? What time did you get it? Oh, like, yeah, he was pretty cool than me too. Um, <laughs> so, but um, I, yeah, I clicked on it. It went through to anti-vax stuff. But the, actually the important thing about that is because the the rules have been changed. They've, they've put it through. Labor and Liberal voted for it. And they sort of fast-tracked a lot of the normal parliamentary conventions as well. And they're doing it just before an election. Like, it just sucks. Like, if you really want to change it, change it after the next election. But anyway... One little rule that they kept for themselves is if you've already got somebody in Parliament, then you don't need to have 500 members. Ooh. And that's what? exactly, thank you, and that's so you why. Can, so you can lose mem- you can like lose members and still maintain your spot. Well, do you your, reckon, your I, don't, I don't reckon the um, Northern Territory Country Liberal Party have got 500 members just quietly. Ooh. That is such hypocrisy. I've never... Yeah. I, I had no idea that that was a rule. That's crazy. And that is, wh- that is why Clive Palmer's gone along to Kelly and said, hey, mate, do you want to be the head of my party? Because oh, because he's already in. Because that instantly gives Palmer party status. Wow. So they didn't change that rule. They left that one in, surprisingly enough. Oh, my so God. So Bob Catter, how many has he got? I remember when Corey Bernardi left Parliament or left the Liberals and he, or whoever he was with and he started up the Australian Christian Lobby and he was a party and he had no members. And how I know this is because one of my friends stole my iPhone one day and signed me up to the Corey Bernardi um, fan club. <laughs> Yeah, I joined up. I, I, I joined up to the freedom emails too, Leanne. And I think there were about. I think they published like four emails in a year, oh, and they, they gave up. They gave I don't up. know. Anyway, yeah. So that's how shit it is. I think oh, that is crazy. So this is why I think we need more than just a few good independents. I think it's also, by the way. I mean, I, you know, I am running for the Senate if I can get the membership numbers in, but. The Senate's the part, the House of Parties, basically. You can't get in. It's very hard to get in as an independent. So who knows? How can we help? How can we help? Yeah, how can we help, Leanne? How can we help? Yeah, how can we help? Um, how can we help? How tell, people, tell, help? tell everybody to go to thelocalparty.net and join up. It's easy. All you have to do is be over 18, have to be registered to vote, and you can't be a member of an existing party. That's it. And I, I won't even send you four emails a year. 
<laughs> Can I be Victorian and do it or do I have to be Tasmanian? Yes. This is the beautiful part, Milsey. Every person in Australia who would like to help me dethrone Erica Betts at the next election. Oh, come on. It's too good. By just <laughs> signing up for our membership. There's a lot to be said for getting regular folks who aren't professional politicians into parliament. Yes, I mean, yes, do, yes. Let's, let's remember Ricky Muir. We all made fun of him when he first got in because he was part of the Motoring Enthusiast Party. He got in under quirk of quirk of um, a vote voter um, preferences, but he was one of the best senators that we ever had in the Australian Parliament and it was uh, incredible. He was incredibly progressive, thoughtful and always, uh, he was always on the on the correct side of every well, judgment. It was, and he it was changed his mind. He was like one of those people who was like, here's my, th- here's my stance and then people would come to him and go, hey, here's what we think and he'd go, I've, heard, I've listened to you and I've changed my mind and you're like, where's this? Where's this basic <laughs> humanity in the rest of the year? <laughs> Where's it's also great to humanity. see. Just run on that ticket, Leanne. Basic yeah, humanity. Where's the, where's the humanity? Yeah, but also, you know, say with someone like Helen Haynes who was a midwife and, and worked as a nurse and, I mean, it's people who've actually had lives and uh, know real people and understand what it means to suffer and not have enough and um, all those guys in suits, they don't get it. They do well, not get it. everyone I think goes, most people go into Parliament wanting to do something good. I think the party structures chew people up and I think people stay there too long. I've worked as an advisor before like 10, 12 years ago. I'm, I've got the best experience now to get to Parliament. I am a publican. So I get all the good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Free beer yeah, on the ticket. Yeah, Free that's, beer. That's how you get the kids. I was that's trying to find right, an angle. Right. There it is, Leanne. Yeah, and Leanne, and, and Leanne, you should uh, should wait till Barnaby Joyce goes there so he can go, go. What about Leanne's pub? You know, when they go, what's on the menu? Um, is climate change on the menu? What, what's going on there? You can go. Well, actually, we've got a menu made up, Barnaby. We've got a several choices, including net zero by twenty thirty. It's delicious. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leanne, thank you so much for joining us. Um, people Thanks, can check guys. out the local party and uh, uh, and we'll put the link in the show notes as well. So thanks so much for joining us and good luck on your journey. Thank you. I'll get off before it blacks out. No, stay with <laughs> us. Oh, she's gone. Stay with us. I was going to say stay with us because we've got a very special thing to end the program tonight for weeks. <gasps> Lewis oh, Hobber yeah. has been talking up his ability to play <laughs> Billy Joel's Vienna. There's a lockdown project. He's been, you know, to our, you know, it's great to have Millsy and Julia on two music aficionados. And so we've been waiting uh, for weeks to hear uh, Vienna by Billy Joel as played by Lewis Hobber here on the podcast. That's good. Yeah, that's, oh, that's good. a confident. That's a confident bit of work right there already. Fuck. That's I, a beautiful. That say, was a beautiful A. In all the years I've done irrational fears, is the first time I've actually had fear. Is performing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> performing you know, music in front of fucking Millsy and Julia Zamiro. I mean, I'm. I look. I don't. I'm all. I'm not the singer. I tell you what. Rob will be. He he picked an A. I mean, he knew that was an A. So he's a genius. <laughs> Julia, I, I, I saw his finger touch the keyboard. <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. Here we With, go. Without, perfect, without further perfect. ado, here is Lewis Hobber <gasps> playing Billy Joel's Vienna. <laughs> I want to say a big thank you to all of our guests tonight. Rob Millsy Mills, Julia Zamira, Leanne Minchell from the local party, 
Big thanks to Road Mics and our Patreon supporters. <laughs> Safford, Christopher Paxson, Mary, Robert McLaughlin, Cam Amos, Stephen James, Belinda Barrett, Sarah Reed, Pete Gordon, Nathaniel C. We had so many new Patreon supporters this week. Big thank you. It really helps us keep the show going. This is great. Lewis, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's a gold medal. Oh. I've turned around in my chair. Yay! Yay! Do you guys want to plug anything before we go? Julia, do you want to plug anything? I'm not doing anything. Not really. Thanks. Rob Millsy Mills, you want to plug anything? I'm not doing anything because I'm in the arts, but I'd like to plug my <laughs> I'd like to plug my uh, girlfriend's podcast she's doing about the Paralympics called You Deliver yes! with Kurt Fernley. It's really good. And also, if you haven't watched the Paralympics, watch the Paralympics. I've cried about it a million times. It's so beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty great. Lewis, <laughs> you want to plug anything? No, Dan. Um, uh, just uh, piano lessons. Everyone should get them, <laughs> including me. It was beautiful. It was it was just a lovely way to end the show. It was really beautiful. Until next week, there is always something to be scared of. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>